welcome to the RBL Podcast. I'm your host, Mercedes, and if you're ready to be inspired and encouraged, this podcast is for you. Rise by lifting, rise by lifting others. You rise, you rise, you rise, you rise, you rise. Hey, RBL community. Today we finish where we left off in our previous episode, When God Writes Your Love Story, Part 1. So in this concluding part, our guest speaker, Pearl, gets into the details of the process of meeting her husband, courtship process, and the whole nine yards. It's so much more. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Hope you enjoy. So let's go back to your love story, your, just your journey. Yes. Okay, so Rex now comes to London. Okay, um, <laughs> for the conference. So walk us through just in terms of like how you guys, you know, you finally meet and like, you know, first impression and just again, like that journey from there and how you eventually came into even just the courtship, for instance. So Rex comes to stalk me in London. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Rex comes to London, and I so bearing in mind, I hadn't spoken to him. Now, I'm typically someone who, if I meet you, I need to, like, it has to be a vibe. If it's not, if we don't kind of hit it off there and then, you could be a friend, you could be whoever. Like, we either hit it off or we don't. Because if we don't, bye, the friendship has no meaning. <laughs> when I first met him, he literally, like, Essence did such a good job just describing him, just describing the kind of person that he is and um you know so when I met him he just had this um air of of um confidence and um and kind of uh kind of like respect like you know put together like when he greeted me he was not like yo yo he was just like hello you know hello how you doing I was like oh great nice but as time went on he just didn't really engage with me much Mm. um bearing in mind it is conference so I can imagine for him he is um there's just too much happening for him whereas for me I thrive when there's lots of people so I'm expecting him to thrive in my in this environment because if you can't thrive in this environment this is where I function you know and um he was from all my when it came to my friends my friends were like he's such a cool guy like that guy from Canada obviously they didn't really know what was going on except for maybe one of my friends um but that guy from Canada is really cool those guys from Canada are really really cool um but when it came to me he was just almost to be very blunt he was very awkward you know hi and then he'll go away and I was like what in the world <laughs> what in the world made essence and <laughs> think that he and I <laughs> could be anything remotely <laughs> good for one another. Like it just, it just didn't. What? So, um, typically, we'd seen people who come to London, and um, because they, you know, they're trying to get to know somebody or it wasn't new to us for that to happen and London is a hub where people come all the time and people are not always coming to meet people they just come in because they just love London they came to visit so you know you I've seen it before 
So I was waiting for what I'd seen, that engagement, that, so how's it going? Does he like making an effort, trying to talk to me? He, he was just Rex, like, you know, you don't get anything but who he is, like, you know? <laughs> and so um, I thought that when he was going to, when he was leaving, he would at least say, you know, let's have a conversation, let's have a chat, you know, this is what I'm thinking, boom, boom, boom. And at the end of it, he was just like, well, it was nice to meet you. Thank you for hosting. Peace. (laughs) I was so confused. I was fully confused. (laughs) I didn't even understand. I was like, God, (laughs) what are you trying to do to me? Because you said to be open. Right. I decided to be open against my own will. Right. And this is what you did. I'm confused, you know. Um, so anyways, he left and he'd, he'd gotten my number because we needed to, like, organise things while they were in London. So randomly, throughout the time, Rex would just message me. He'd be like, hey. So I'm like, okay, for me, if you speak to me, I think that you want to say, you want to have a conversation. In my mind now, I've already tried, I'm already starting to friend zone you. I'm giving you a chance because I remember the word God said to me, just be open. So that's the only reason I'm talking to you. So he'd message me from time to time and be like, hey. And I'd be like, hey, how's it going? You good? I would not hear back from Rex for like six weeks. I'm like, I ain't got time. I already said I didn't need friends and what's this? I, I had never communicated with someone like this. Never in my life. Never. That is hilarious. So, so <laughs> I didn't even fathom. I couldn't fathom his thought process, like what he was doing. <laughs> so in my mind, I was like, you know what? Maybe because he's introverted, he's just, it takes him a little bit of time. That's good for him. I just don't have that time. So I remember one day I said to Essence, I said, you know what? I'm so grateful. No, I didn't say I'm so grateful. I said, thank you so much for introducing me to this guy. I'm going to um, message him and tell him that it's not, this thing is not for me. Hmm. And um, I just wanted you to know before I message him. So she's like, you know what? It's cool. You know, it is what it is. So this is between the months of, October and December because again I'm somebody who wants to keep it moving so when you're right. taking long I just don't understand what you're doing especially if there's no community I, I don't understand so I said to her but one thing I'm going to do though is I'm going to just pray one more time no that no no after I came off the phone to essence I went to do my night prayers and as I was praying God said to me take out five days to pray for him don't pray about you and him. Don't ask me if this is about, this is this, this is what you have for me. Sorry, like, don't ask me if, like, as in, like, if this is what God has for me. Like, don't mm-hmm. ask me about anything to you, both of you. Just pray for him. Anything that comes to your mind, pray for him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, kind of, because Essence had said to me that, you know, you pal, you'd be so good for him. I'm like, he's going to be good for me. <laughs> Every time I'm good for people, who is going to be good for me? So now God is telling me, pray for him. I'm like, 
am I am I a clown show on this earth? Am I a clown show just there for people? I'm literally fully having these like conversations with God. <laughs> I messaged him back and I said to her, I just feel like God is telling me to pray for him. Take out five days just to pray for him. So that's what I'm going to do before I speak to him. So she was like, you know what? Cool. I think I even said to her, just help me pray. Like I don't know how to pray, but help me pray. So yeah, it is what it is. Um, and then I went to go speak to Rex and I don't know what happened. I went, I think I, I, I decided to just friend zone him, completely friend zone him. And so at this point, um, that's when I, I would send him random things because in my mind, he's now a brother, like brother Rex. I don't know. If I start calling you brother, you just know that <laughs> you're my little bro. <laughs> like I haven't, it's not happening. You're right. So I would send him random things and um, he would respond with such intrigue. So I was like, who is this? So then that started to capture me because I would send them to him on purpose thinking he was going to get irritated. But then he would find them really funny or really, because at this point, I just wanted to like completely shut this down. But he was really like intrigued or he would just respond or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. So finally, I went to go cut it off. And then he, I told him to call me. He calls me. And then he says to me, um, I was wondering, are you coming to Prescott Conference in January? And I was like, oh, no. So he kept on pushing it. So I was like, wait, why are you asking me? Because up until now, you're just acting really dodgy, you know. So it turns out he wanted to know if I'm going to Prescott so that we can meet one more time so that he can... Um, like get to know me outside of my people Mm. so obviously I wasn't going to go to Prescott and so that kind of fell through so um by that point I started to realize "Hmm, maybe you know he's interested but I just don't care at this point you know but then in January he was like you know I would like to invite you to come to Canada (laughs) so this is actually a funny story so he says he wants to invite me to Canada and I didn't want to come because it's just long. He is long. It's all long. I'm not <laughs> just, I, I'm thinking this is a game God's trying to play. I just, I was just annoyed. And so he's like, yeah, I just wanted to see, you know, if you'd like to come to Canada, just so we can hang out one more time. He was like, because this is my invite, I will even, you know, I want to offer you to offer to pay for you I was like do you think I'm broke do you think I'm some 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 girl who has no money who just wants to come on on your on, on your money so that what so that if anything happens they're gonna turn did, you and be s- like, did you see all that funny so of course the lord was like how oh, you have a lot of pride you have a lot of pride and I was like, no, but it's not pride. It's just that, because what if he turns around and then he's like, oh yeah, you just want, it's like, what is he, I was so annoyed. So as God dealt with my pride, I was like, okay. So he booked the flight and I came to Canada. Being on Rex's home ground, on you know, on, the, on his soil and his familiar ground, I got to see him. I got to see his heart. Like there's mm. little things that he did that, you know, like I remember, I, so Jolly Ranchers are such a big thing back in England. And um, they, 
I, I wanted to take some Jolly Ranchers back home because, you know, you've got a full suit, you know, your suitcase, you don't get a lot of kilos. And so um, um, we couldn't find them because it was near Easter. So Rex then said to me that, you know, we looked everywhere, we couldn't find them. So he said to me, you know what? I'm really sorry we tried. So I was like, yeah, cool, no problem. The next morning, he woke up early and went all over, like wherever, trying to find Jolly Ranchers so that to, to, to bring to me, unbeknownst to me. And I thought, what? Like, look at this guy's heart. Like, he is, he's so careful in this, he's so mm. attentive to small details, mm. you know, that he would do this. Like, I completely gave up. Like, it wasn't a big thing. Like, you didn't get Jolly Ranchers, wait till Tucson, someone's going to America, you'll get them, you know? Whereas, like, <laughs> did that for me. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, wow, look at his heart, you know? Mm. And Rex is kind of like very hard to read. But then, um, yeah, you know, just seeing him do those little things, I was like, there's some, there's someone beyond, you know, the outer person I was seeing. So I have to ask then, when do you think you came to a place where it's like, you know what? I am interested in this guy. Was it the Jolly Ranchers or was it prior, after? Prior to that. So what I used to do is that I used to throw random questions at Rex to see what kind of person he is, you know? So like I would say, what kind of food do you like? And then he would say, oh, I like Vietnamese food and like Jamaican food. I'm like, boring, definitely not my kind of person. Like I was kind of building up reasons as to why it was definitely going to be a no for me because I was waiting for John Smith like you know somewhere this is a test God you're testing you're testing me okay let me just pass this <laughs> test so that you can read you know and so um but the more I got to see Rex's heart so so one of the things that I always desired it's not something I put on my on my cat on my list but I'd always desired it was someone who was um grounded a grounded person mm excuse me um someone who's quite um yeah just solid yeah solid is the word I'll go for and I remember asking Rex a question um a couple of questions but one that comes to mind was I was supposed to make a decision a very basic small decision and I said to him what do you think I could do what do you think I should do and he gave me a very solid, grounded answer. Mm. And I remember thinking to myself, I could follow this guy. Mm. Because I know that if I start to go crazy, he will ground me. Mm. So... I remember saying to myself that even if we never became anything, I would need a friend like this in my life. Someone I can go to and say, what do you think I should do? And know that I'm getting a solid answer. Hmm. And so for that reason, um, that's when my heart started to be like, hmm, tell me again, what's your name? Like, you know, yeah. and, you know, that's, that's when my heart was like, started to open up to, to him. I started to see the man 
the man within, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, so by the time the Jolly Ranchers came, by the time I came to Canada and all that kind of took place in that time, um, I had I I had begun I had begun to see like the real Rex, you know, and I'd appreciated that that's something that I need in my life. All right. So you guys are in this courtship season mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. right? So first and foremost, I have to ask, like, what do you think were some boundaries you set in place? Because, of course, you're both from different places, as you have mentioned. Mm-hmm. So you had a long distance relationship then. Yeah. Yeah. How was that, actually? Let me tell you something. Long distance is not for the faint hearted. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> long distance requires a lot of maturity. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and I think that's one of the pros that you find in it because you're not seeing this person every day. They're not in your church. They're not in your, they're not a car drive away. Um, they're a flight away. <laughs> they're a whole ocean away from you, you know? Right. One of the things that was a huge blessing for us was that we were, we were able to see each other every two months. Now, I know friends of mine who've done long distance and they could only see their person. Um once a year or once every two years mm. you know so it's definitely not an easy thing um but the, with some of the other pros was that it, it made us have to ask those like get straight to the point um very quickly because you don't have time for the flippant back and forth you know right you're not just going to be taking flights just just for a joke you know, it's costs a lot of money and all of that stuff. So there's a there's a bigger cost at hand that when you're doing long distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just them taking you to Moxie's. Like that's Moxie's for about three years for just one <laughs> flight. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, so yeah, so um it meant that we had to kind of get to know what we want very quickly. Mm. We didn't rush it, but what do you want? What do I want? And we were also a bit older, so we didn't have time to play games, you know? Right, right. Um, so that kind of gave us a good pace to kind of run with, I would say, for us with long distance. Um, obviously, the, the, the cons of long distance is that you, you, you have to, you don't really know the person. I suppose you also don't really know the person even if they're in church like you might you don't really really know someone until you get to start knowing them mm-hmm. type thing even in the same church so yeah so I, to be fair it wasn't terrible it wasn't terrible we had a lot of grace um we had a lot of grace upon us and that was a blessing um we have we had a lot of people praying for us which was also a huge blessing when you have mm-hmm. people praying for you god intervenes i do believe that you know that was a blessing to us so you asked about boundaries and like you know what are some of the boundaries we've put in place we were part of groups that kind of helped me to get to know some of these friends and like they were just banter and I'll just observe how people interact here and stuff like that so that kind of helped to know that if we were talking maybe past late my time it wasn't just us like hey baby love what are you doing like do you know what I mean it was more we were in like some sort of group and like people were just bantering and stuff. So there were right. certain things that we had to be creative and put in place that mm. really helped us to, to do all of that, you know? 
um yeah and then we kept a lot of the get to know you questions earlier on in the day so like Rex would call me um around six o'clock my time which is around one o'clock Canadian time so yeah. he'd finish work or he'd have a lunch break or whatever and we would talk around that time so it's not too late you know so mm. yeah we had a lot of time we had to play a lot with the time and all of that stuff and when we speak and when we speak about what when how and all of that stuff yeah hey rbl community please remember to follow this podcast and follow us on instagram to never miss out on any updates and now back to the episode so why do you yeah. think in general boundaries are important whether it's a courtship season or engagement, why do you think that, or even the friendship zone, right? Why do you think they're important to have? Because we as sinners, because <laughs> we need Jesus and we need all of Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> we have not like we have not arrived. <laughs> not arrived. You know, but I think I think they're important because at our base nature, we're just flesh. Do you know what I mean? And the flesh wants to do what the flesh wants to do, you know? Right. And so if you don't put boundaries in, the flesh will just run rampant, you know? Um, so yeah, they protect you, they're there for protection, you know, they're there to give you dignity. Okay, so what would you say were some ways that you aim to guard his heart as well in the relationship? Oh, good question. Um, first and foremost, like I, it was important for me to pray for him. You know, you, you, you can never really treat someone bad that you pray for. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you pray for someone, um, God gives you, God gives you the heart, a new heart. God gives you perspective, you know? Yeah. So it was important for me to pray for him. Um, and because I was praying for him, it was, I could, I, it, it was perspective. I could, I saw him as a child of, I saw him as God's son. Mm. So it's important for me to guard you because you are you are precious to Jesus. Jesus died for you. You know, mm. I had to see him as a soul because it's not about me and my own desires. But if I do anything dumb, and then he, then then he, we, and he ends up in hell because of me. Like mm. we're trying to be soul winners, not soul killers. Like do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. th- that was those were some of my mindsets as to why. Um, and it's not to say by all means that you know I'm perfect you know but it's to really say that the base of my starting off of is like hey this is God's child mm. some of the other ways where I would uh, like I wouldn't we wouldn't have certain conversations familiarity can cause you to just drop your guard and all of that stuff you know but it was imperative to remember that he is not mine at most if you guys get married you're going to have an eternity like not an eternity but years together so look forward to that you know don't live for the temporary satisfaction and pleasure look at the down the line the enjoyment that you have you know Mm. so some of the ways so part of that was like 
make sure I don't entertain or have conversations, start conversations that you know are going to lead somewhere. That's good. That's really needed because I, I agree. Sometimes I think when we're comfortable with a person, it's easy to let your guard down and, you know, still have to fight that flesh at the end of the day too. So, yeah. Okay. So in general, so you guys have courted for some time, you know, like you said, this was a process that needed to be intentional, uh, purposeful, and just straight to the point, no games, etc which I think is how it should be done (laughs) regardless Um, okay so my question for you then is what were some things that basically gave you assurance that this was the person that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with peace you know um so I because I didn't know I knew that I wasn't going to get all the answers no one ever 100% God's not going to tell me pearl he is the one but his peace was enough to let me know that it would be okay like I wanted to know at least like God you know like when Moses said to God you know we will only go if you go before us you know if you don't go before us we will not go what would you say are qualities now you value the most in your spouse when I when we got married um I obviously my health was I was just dealing with issues with my health and I don't think many people would have the capacity the fortitude emotionally mentally physically spiritually to deal with the 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 weight of my health you know uh Mm. under the issues that 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 brings into marriage you know and the way that rex handles that and serves me and doesn't judge me you know because you're already vulnerable when you're going through health issues Mm. but he he builds me up instead of tears me down Mm. you know he 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 serves me you know in this season instead of expecting me to be something you know and I would have never put that on my list because Mm -hmm. I would have never known that that's what I need in my life I need someone who can ride with me who can say hey it's tough for you but we're going to ride this together Mm. you know and what woman wouldn't want that Right. That security, that ultimate, because every woman seeks security. So that ultimate security that, hey, like we're riding this together. One of the things I really appreciate about Rex and it's something that made me very attracted to him is that he could absorb me. I'm a very big personality I, and I know it. And I had been, to- I've been told and I've heard from different people and men, like if you've traveled so much, like no one man's going to want you because you're going to intimidate them. If you earn so much money, no man's going to want you because you intimidate them. If you have studied or you like to read a book or you love to <laughs> do this, like you're going to intimidate <laughs> men. If you like to read your Bible and get into the Bible, like, you know, men are going to be intimidated by that because they're going to think that you're... So, from my personality I've always I would always hear that especially even in the church you know where it's like you're too big a personality you're too big a personality tone it down tone it down so it'd be like 
Mm. Oh, maybe I shouldn't read my Bible. Maybe I shouldn't really be, I shouldn't really pray. Maybe I shouldn't really outreach. Maybe I should hide the fact that I outreach. Maybe I should, you know, because sometimes it comes out in like sly jokes and comments and this, that. Whereas constantly Rex will always be, tell me, be yourself, babe. Or he'll say, no, I like the fact that you read that. That's so cool. Like we can go through things in the Bible together and he can teach me things. And, and he's not intimidated by who I am. Mm. Instead, he, he, he encourages me to be who I am. And I can't be anyone but who God made me to be. So right. he's partnering with God. He, you know, to, to he's he's like partnering with God to make to to, to allow me to be who I am instead of saying damping that down because I don't like what God made. Like, do you know what I mean? You know, so there's so many facets to who he is that I could have never written down on a list. I could have mm. never. Wow. I, you, you know, that's beautiful, actually. That's really good. And again, it brings back to that thought that God knows exactly what we need, you know? And I just, I'm sorry, <laughs> I have to go back because just thinking of, you know, the aspect of, you know, that season where you were throwing tantrums and it's like, no God, <laughs> and you were fighting the very thing that was good for you, you know? And it just makes me think about like, even not even just with relationships, with everything and anything, we always like tend to question God or, you know, you know, fight God. And it's like, no, if imagine what would happen if we just <laughs> submitted to God and allowed him to have his way in our lives, you know, and it kind of just brings me back to even Jeremiah 29, 11, right? That how like mm. God says he knows the plans that he has for us, plans, mm. for, plans for welfare and mm. not for evil, right? And so it's like just thinking of that and like hearing your story, it's like, yeah, exactly. God has plans for our welfare, you know, for our good. Right, right. Here and a hope, you know? God is a good, good father who knows his children yeah. and he knows, he knows our level of tantrums. <laughs> you know, he's not he's not afraid of our tantrums in a sense, you know, as long as we choose at the end of that to obey. Wow, that's so good. That is so good. And I, I love that you also mentioned the fact that, like, you know, regardless of because we're all different, right? In terms of like personality and stuff. And yeah, I think um I remember hearing once um on another podcast, perhaps. And I think um, the person had said, you know, you're going to be right for the right person, basically, you know, and hearing what you said is, you know, it just kind of confirms that idea as well. You're not necessarily made for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. But you're a suitable helpmate for someone. If, of course, it's the Lord's will for you to marry, you know, just and it brings me back to even like, you know, the beginning creation story when, you know, here's Adam and he's looking around. He's like, um, none of these are for me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> not the shark. <laughs> not the lion. Not the you snail. Know? Not the... <laughs> and God had to create him a suitable helpmate, you know? 100%. So yeah. he, I feel like even hearing your story, that is exactly what happened, you know? And mm-hmm. it's so interesting because, again, it shows his sovereignty because this person was on the complete other side 
of the world from you, mm-hmm. you know, even though you, you were looking at what you saw in front of you, right. And looking for what wasn't for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God brought you to what was for you. God really, really does write your story. And if we will let him write our story, he writes a happily ever after but he knows what that happily ever after has to look like and Mm. what it entails for that happily ever after to look like the happily ever after is yeah we all want a a blissful marriage but the happily ever after is eternity (laughs) marriage is a part of us getting to eternity you know right marriage is not the end goal it is just, it's a chapter in the book of our life, mm. you know? Um, and the reason why I say that is because I had traveled all over, you know, the world I, for various reasons, um, medical missions, impact teams, holiday, conference, whatever, healing crusades, and I enjoyed it. Like, there's nothing about my single life that I completely can say that, I miss because I lived it and I loved that every experience and I'm ready to I'm ready to create new experiences in this new chapter however my friends would always joke and say that you're gonna marry someone from all over whereas I just thought I was gonna get stuck on a plane somewhere in the middle of a winter in an airport and that's how I was gonna meet John Smith (laughs) so but I say all that to say that for four years, I practically lived in my bedroom because right. I didn't have the energy to socialize. I'm like the biggest social butterfly, but I was not flying anywhere. I was so I was just in my bedroom. Yeah. And with all the people that I met, I'd met people from Canada, from the Connect, from the GTA fellowship in so many different countries, Tucson, Israel, London, like all over the world. But yet I had never met Rex. Like had so it's not something that I manufactured myself it's not that I went to a particular conference or I went to wherever an event and I met him there and I made it happen like God made it happen so many times we think that we need to help God out whereas Mm. God doesn't need our help he didn't need my help he genuinely did not need my help in any of this because I had kind of cut myself off from the whole thing because I was like, who's going to even meet me here in my room? Like, I'm not interacting with anyone. Meanwhile, God brought the perfect person to meet me. You know, so yeah, I just really want to like highlight that sometimes we're trying to help God out. Like when God's ready, he doesn't need our help. Mm. You know, he will he would he would do what he needs to do when he needs to do it how he needs to do it you know Mm. so yeah that's really I met Rex when I was like the least social phase of my life Mm. you know well God's timing is always the best timing so as we bring this to a close what would you say is one piece of advice for women out there who are waiting on God in this area of their lives? And maybe again, you know, God has definitely has that story for them, 
you know, but they're <laughs> conflicted with trusting God in the process. What is mm-hmm. your piece of advice for them? That's a very good question. I think definitely, I mean, I completely emphasize and sympathize, whichever one it is, um, with everyone who's waiting. Waiting isn't easy. Mm. Waiting is never easy. Learn to wait well. And by that, I mean, um, you're, we're always going to be waiting. So, you know, work this waiting out with God, you know, work it out with him. I'm not just going to say, just trust God, because we all know that we just need to trust God. Right. That's not the issue. It's not the mental, the theory of it, it's the practical. And we know that in the practical, we have to do it. Mm. So in your waiting, just learn to enjoy it. Like get to know, get to know God. Let him extrapolate all that stuff that's in there that doesn't need to be there. Allow, so re- submit yourself to the process. So learn to wait well and submit yourself to the process because he, you will need all of that on the other side. Thank you so much, Pearl, for just being on here, sharing your very intriguing story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This entire journey that God brought you through um, and just everything that he worked in you as well. Um, and our Beyond community, I hope you are encouraged by this. And until next time, stay encouraged.